0: I'm so excited to share this video because we're going to be talking about the different tinnitus cure research that's out there. And my team and I have been focused on finding what is the right information that's going to help you understand the future outlook of research for tinnitus. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson, and this is my YouTube channel. If you are new here and you have tinnitus, please subscribe to our channel for the most up-to-date information, including research for a cure. Today's video will focus on what are the best treatments available, what is the newest research leading to a cure for tinnitus. Keep your hope, keep your faith, this research is leading us to a better place with tinnitus and doctors and professionals like myself have the responsibility to share this information. It's important for me to mention that even though there is research leading us closer towards a cure, right now you can get treatment for your tinnitus. Now, as a disclaimer, as you're excited to learn about the research in this video, I must say that don't delay getting a treatment now for some hopeful research cure in the future. I've seen this happen too many times where people are overexcited with what might come years down the road, but they haven't tried The methods that work today. And if you're looking for the methods that work for most people, that will be a combination of tinnitus sound therapy plus CBT for tinnitus. Tinnitus sound therapy, this means using targeted sounds, often with devices on the ears that promote your brain's natural ability to habituate the tinnitus. CBT stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. And that means when you change and rewire your thoughts and reactions towards tinnitus, you can promote habituation as well. So you don't have to choose one of them. Oftentimes, you can use them both at the same time. That's what we recommend. Some of you on my YouTube channel ask me, how do I work with you for tinnitus? How can I get a hold of you? And I wanted to quickly explain before we start that if you head over to treblehealth.com, you can sign up for an appointment, a consultation with one of our tinnitus expert audiologists, and we can help you manage your tinnitus. Reach out to us, don't wait. Now let's get started with today's video, focusing first on one of my favorite research trends, bimodal neurostimulation. Bimodal neurostimulation is a big word, so let's simplify it first. Bimodal. Bi means two, modal means modes, bimodal means two modes of stimulation. Now we have this nervous system with these different nerves and these different uh, senses. So if we can stimulate or activate multiple senses at the same time, multiple nerves at the same time, that could have a benefit for tinnitus as well as other medical conditions. This has been studied for tinnitus for a number of years. And one of the most recent groups that is making a push at creating a device and a treatment for tinnitus is called Neuromod. They're a research group out of Europe. They also have ties to the University of Minnesota and that is backing the device called the Lanier. So Lanier is a device which stimulates the nerve connected to the tongue at the same time that you're listening to sounds through headphones, which stimulate the auditory nerve. And you can train the brain to reduce tinnitus and habituate tinnitus by using those two modes of stimulation at the same time. So that's something that has been shown promise and that's something that at the time making this video is still in the research and implementation phase. Approval for FDA is on its way at the time making this video. We're going to be monitoring that on our YouTube channel for the linear device. That is exciting. It must be stated that it's not a one-size-fits-all treatment, and it's not something that will replace the tried-and-true methods of the sound therapy treatment Plus the CBT. Now I'm going to pass it to Dr. Michelle Nidelman-Kennedy, Kennedy, who is an audiologist as well at Treble Health. Dr. Michelle, tell us about the Susan Shore research of bimodal stimulation.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle with Treble Health. Another exciting bimodal stimulation device is based off of Dr. Susan Shore and her lab's research from the University of Michigan. They have been studying tinnitus for a number of years, and this device itself has been in development for several. So. This device is likely coming soon to the market under the company name of Oracle. This was a company that was co-founded by Dr. Shore at the end of last year as a way to commercialize both this tinnitus device as well as other tinnitus patents. So this device employs both auditory stimuli as well as somatosensory stimuli. Essentially, someone's going to be listening to auditory stimuli that are centered around the frequency of their tinnitus while simultaneously receiving weak electrical pulses to areas of their face and neck like the cheek, For example, So they'll be wearing electrodes on their cheek and neck and they will be receiving those electrical pulses while listening to the sounds through earphones. And the preclinical research that has been completed has been very promising. So they had testing completed on guinea pigs and they were receiving these electrical pulses to their dorsal cochlear nucleus while also receiving auditory stimuli. And they found that they were able to suppress and reduce the tinnitus responses. So this success within the animal model is what allowed them to continue to work on this in an effort to create a device that could be used easily by humans. Oftentimes in audiological research, chinchillas or guinea pigs are used because their auditory systems are very similar to ours. And so we're able to extrapolate what will happen to our auditory system based off of the reactions to theirs. And in a human study that was completed by their lab using this device, they were given an at-home device that allowed them to listen to the auditory signals as well as feel the electrical pulses through electrodes that they applied to their cheek and neck. And they had to do these exercises for 30 minutes each day for a total of four weeks. And after this treatment plan, they had their tinnitus reassessed in terms of volume, as well as the general effect on their quality of life via the tinnitus functional index. They also had another group of individuals who were just given the auditory stimuli and they weren't given the somatosensory stimulation. So they weren't receiving the electrical pulses and they found that that group didn't have any significant improvements or changes to their tinnitus. So The internal research that has been completed on this device is super promising and we hope to be able to share the exciting news when this is readily available for you to try in the near future.
0: This is a short break from today's video to announce the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. Do you want to learn about the newest tinnitus treatments and management tips? Click the link in the description of this video to get your free copy of the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. For the next section of today's video let's talk about hair cell regeneration after the eardrum inside of the ear there is something called the cochlea that's your hearing organ and in that cochlea there are these small microscopic cells that move and vibrate in response to sounds we call those cochlear hair cells and over time as we age with noise exposure With hearing loss, those cells, they lose their function, they die. That leads to hearing loss, which can lead to tinnitus. So, when we're researching hair cell regeneration, it's this indirect association that if we regrow the hair cells and restore the hearing, then part of your tinnitus will improve. And for those who have hearing loss and treat their hearing loss with hearing amplification, hearing aids, or hearing aids programmed well for tinnitus, then you're likely to notice also an improvement in your tinnitus. However, this particular biopharmaceutical approach is going to go deep into the ear and use chemicals to regrow those hair cells. This is still in development. There's been some research that has been promising ebbs and flows. As a field, this has been studied for decades and I don't see anything in the short term that's going to turn the corner here on hair cell regeneration. It's still being pursued because hearing loss and tinnitus are both huge markets, huge groups of people that need help with this. So if this was to happen, it would first happen with select groups. For example, it's been studied with more severe hearing losses at the beginning. And then as that candidacy opens up, uh, they may work on tinnitus as well. So first, they'll be focused on hearing loss, just restoring hearing clarity, hearing improvement for those who have hearing loss. And then second, It would be for those who have tinnitus potentially. But what we know is that sometimes you can restore your hearing and your tinnitus is still there. People go to their ENT doctor and they have tinnitus. Well, it turns out is because there was a lot of earwax in their ear. Well, they remove the earwax and then the tinnitus can linger sometimes for hours, days, or even months. So that shows that tinnitus is this neurological sensitive symptom. So improving the hair cells in the cochlea can help but it's likely not going to cure all types of tinnitus. Next up here, we have injections in the ear. The most famous injection in the ear that showed promise was a research group called Autonomy, which worked on a drug called Odo 313. And in August of 2022, the group Autonomy released information that Odo 313 did not show clinically meaningful improvement compared to placebo across all time points that were studied. So, unfortunately, this Odo 313 substance for tinnitus let us down. And it's good that we know it doesn't work. It's good that we can be real about the facts here, but unfortunately that injection through the ear, which released this chemical called syslidine, that did not improve the nerve synapse, that did not improve the signal enough to change tinnitus. So we were hopeful that it would have a place in our clinical management of tinnitus, but that particular injection through the eardrum with a small needle, placing this material to then transfer into the inner ear, that did not work. In
1: a recent study completed out of a university in China, they were evaluating postauricular injections of methylprednisolone, sodium succinate plus lidocaine for acute tinnitus sufferers. And in the study, they had 80 participants, which they subdivided into two groups of 40 individuals. One group received the methylprednisolone sodium succinate plus lidocaine injections, while the other group was just receiving the lidocaine injections. Both groups were given ginkgo biloba extract tablets as well as mecobalamin tablets, which are essentially the activated form of vitamin B12. Both groups received the treatment for a total of 10 days and they completed. Pre and post questionnaires like the tinnitus Handicapped index, the Pittsburgh sleep study index, as well as some audiological hearing testing. After the ten treatment days, the scores of both groups were evaluated, and both groups had declines in their tinnitus handicap index as well as the Pittsburgh sleep quality index scores. But the group that actually received the methylprednisolone sodium succinate plus lidocaine injections had a greater improvement in their scores as compared to the group that was only. Receiving the lidocaine. So, from this research, it suggested that this was a viable option to help treat acute tinnitus sufferers because it not only improved the general perception of tinnitus but it also helped to improve their sleep quality. Which, as many of you probably know, when you're dealing with acute onset of tinnitus, oftentimes sleep quality is also affected. There are a few new acoustic neuromodulation devices that are going to be available. The first is the Oryx 3, it's a wearable headband that produces a complex sound signal that it's meant to counteract your tinnitus. This complex sound signal is based off of the principle of beat harmonics. Beat harmonics refers to hearing two sounds of slightly different frequencies which ultimately sounds like one new sound and it seems to be that the sound is actually vibrating or beating so there's slight fluctuations or differences that are noted within the volume but it's in actuality two separate sound signals. So the Oryx-3 uses three different fundamental frequencies, that's why it's called the Oryx-3, and it also includes some side frequencies. So the combination of all of these different frequencies produces the complex sound signal that's meant to somewhat match your tinnitus in an effort to almost cancel it out. So you listen to this complex sound signal through this headset that uses bone conduction. So it doesn't actually sit on your ears or inside of your ear canals. It's resting on the mastoid bone, the area behind the ear. And these vibrations of sounds then get directly sent to the cochlea. So our cochlea or our inner ears are comprised of bone. It's made up of bone and that's how we can hear through the vibrations, through the bone, through the skull. The vibrations that are sent from the headband to the cochlea are meant to Neutralize the overexcited sensory cells that are thought to be the root cause of the tinnitus. So, by neutralizing their overexcited state, it helps to reduce the overall perception of tinnitus. Tinol is an at home tinnitus therapy plan that uses filtered music and warmth in an effort to reduce and improve tinnitus. This is a treatment that someone can do at home without the help of any outside professionals and. What the individual receives is an MP3 player with headphones that have noise cancellation and also radiate heat therapy. The filtered music takes out the frequency of your tinnitus and the purpose of the heat therapy is to stimulate the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve in our body and it has both sensory and motor functions. A portion of the vagus nerve passes through our ears and that's why the earphones can stimulate it through the warmth. The parasympathetic nervous system is known as the rest and digest. It controls our digestion, our immune system, our mood, as well as our heart rate. So it's, different than our sympathetic nervous system and that fight-or-flight response. And if you can stimulate the vagus nerve, it can have a very calming and relaxing effect. So that's where the heat therapy comes into play. So individuals are asked to use this device for at least 30 minutes a day. We still don't have much research in terms of the efficacy of the device because it is still undergoing FDA approval. But as soon as we learn anything more about Tinol, you can expect to see it here on our channel. Now we're going to discuss some other tinnitus cures and areas of research that have come out this past year. One of these is called transcranial magnetic stimulation, also known as TMS. TMS has been around for many, many years, in fact, decades, and it has been used for the treatment of depression, and now it's also being evaluated as a possible treatment for tinnitus. TMS uses non-invasive magnetic stimulation to help stimulate the nerve cells in the brain that can hopefully help improve certain symptoms or conditions, like that of tinnitus. So recently, some researchers out of the Medical University in Wush, Poland, developed a prototype device that utilized both electric and magnetic stimulation to help improve tinnitus. This prototype device was non-invasive and essentially was a device that included an electrode that was placed within the ear canals and delivered electrical and magnetic stimulation to the ear. They had 100 participants or 200 years that participated in this research study. And it was pretty evenly distributed between male and female participants. And the participants themselves received 10 five-minute stimulations a day for five days a week. And they had their tinnitus evaluated and compared pre- and post-treatment. So the results found that about 79% of the ears improves. Their tinnitus was better after having received the treatment. Looking into the data a little further, they had about 100 ears that reported persistent tinnitus prior to treatment. After treatment, that number dropped down to 50 ears. Then they also had about 24 ears that reported periodic tinnitus prior to treatment, and that number increased to about 40 after treatment. That's actually a positive change because we know that there was about 50 ears that reported a change from persistent tinnitus to non-persistent tinnitus. So some of those individuals now had periodic tinnitus. So overall though, about 79% of the ears had noted an improvement to their tinnitus. The researchers found this to be a really great sign that this prototype device could possibly be developed into something that's more consumer-friendly and could reach a wider public because it's something that could potentially be used either in the office with a medical professional or an audiologist or maybe at home as a treatment for tinnitus.
0: One other area of interest for tinnitus research is the genetic component of tinnitus. Genetics research has been exploring tinnitus. However, it's still at an early stage, but there is a growing body of data to support how severe tinnitus may have a genetic contribution. Now, researchers are still studying this. This may change how some diagnosis of tinnitus is linked to an underlying disorder. However, this may be an actual neurological disorder in some cases. That's still being studied, and it would be related to the hyperconnectivity or the synaptic reorganization, neuronal excitability, of the brain.
1: Recently, some researchers from a university in China determined that EES seemed like a viable option and potential treatment option for those with tinnitus. In their research, they used guinea pigs, to determine whether or not they could provide tinnitus relief as well as not do any harm to the auditory system that could impact hearing sensitivity. Again, they utilized the auditory systems of guinea pigs because their auditory systems are anatomically quite similar to that of ours. So we could determine whether or not this may be a viable option for humans based off of how the auditory system of the guinea pig reacted. So after they completed their study, they found that not only were there some potential neuroplastic changes that helped to provide tinnitus relief, but there wasn't any damage to the hearing or the auditory structures of the guinea pigs. This means that EES could be a potential area for providing tinnitus relief in the future.
0: So what did you think? Let me know in the comments if this video was educational. If it was, simply type educational, and you know we read those comments. We see you out there. Thank you for watching this video. If you want to stay connected, you want to stay involved in the Treble Health world, then please subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch more updates about synodist research as they're developing. We're going to release the newest updates as they come out. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson, founder of Treble Health. Thank you for being here on our YouTube channel, and we'll see you on the next video. Bye-bye thank you for watching today's video with treble health check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video and if you're not already make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel thanks so much see you on the next video